Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. If you are looking for vendor process training for you or your entire vendor team, head over to my site at DeborahRRichardson.com and click on the Vendor Team Training Solved button to learn more about what is included in the annual plan and also to download a training schedule. Get the training that you and your team needs to avoid payment fraud, duplicate vendors, compliance fines, and more. In 2021, we all hoped that the effects of 2020 would have peaked in many ways, but certainly with fraud. Well, it did not. And so in this episode, I'll talk about fraud in 2021 that you still need to watch out for in 2022. So keep listening. Welcome to episode 171, the top three fraud risk accounts payable teams need to watch out for in 2022. Now, for the past three years, or maybe I say it, um, this is actually the third year. So for 2020 and 2021, I had podcast episodes that were warning you of the top three frauds for those years. And so I am back with uh, top three fraud risks that were actually um, trending upward still in 2021. And so these are the things that you need to watch out for as we go into 2022. Um, And you'll recognize uh, if you listen to those episodes, it was uh, the first one was episode uh, 61. And that was for 2020. And then the next one was episode 117. And that was for 2021. So if you listen to those episodes, you'll know that there are uh, some repeats uh, within each. Now this year, you'll notice there's some little tweaks because as normal, fraudsters are continuing to evolve. Now, before I get started, I do want to say these are coming from a webinar uh, a 60 minute webinar that I just had with a company called NS Knox. And I've had webinars with them in the past and they have a software or a platform where you can do bank account ownership um, for both US and international vendors. And so during the webinar, I talked about uh, these three fraud risks. And then I gave some tips uh, to uh, that were immediate takeaways so that those were like manual tips that you can go and put those controls into place. Um, and then uh, NS Knox came on and they talked about a way to automate that process with their platform 
for bank account ownership. And the whole point of that was to give, again, manual takeaways that you can put into place immediately to avoid fraud, which then gives you time to get an automated process in place. So I'm going to put a link to that webinar in the show notes. And with that link, you can not only um, watch the on-demand webinar, but you can also download a PDF of the presentation. All right, so let's get started with the first of the top three 2021 fraud trends. All right, so this first one should not be a surprise to you. According to the FBI Internet Crime Complaint Center, the average business email compromise scam where a fraudster attempts to trick accounts payable team members into believing um, they are their company leadership or a vendor to add or change their bank details. Um, that average amount of loss per incident or the average dollar loss per incident has risen to $92,000 per, but we've all heard of those incidents for um, business email compromise scams where they've lost into the millions. And here's an example where One Treasure Island, a San Francisco nonprofit, found out the hard way. A fraudster hacked into the email system of the nonprofit's third-party bookkeeper, then inserted themselves into the existing email chains by using a similar email address to pretend to be the people associated with the nonprofit. Now, the fraud spanned a month where multiple fake invoices were sent along with, you guessed it, a a request to change banking. They lost $625,000 and they did not recover the funds. All right, so that was business email compromise, the first one. Let's go to the second one. Now, the second one is... I have combined these and you'll see why, but it is phishing and social media threats. So in many examples of email fraud, fraudsters are using spoofed emails. But what's worse than using spoofed emails? Well, not using spoofed emails. These fraudsters are in your your AP team, your vendor team, and your vendor's actual email accounts because phishing attempts to gain login credentials have been successful. According to a November 2021 report by Fish Labs, phishing in 2021 surpassed that of 2020 by 32%. And we thought 2020 was bad. But what does that really mean? It means that the number of sites that these fraudulent emails try to get you to click on um, has increased. Quarter three of 2021 exceeded quarter three of 2020 by 60%. And social media isn't helping. Oversharing increases the uh, success of sending those phishing emails that make you think they are legitimate, like they are real. And how do they do that? Because your personal data has value. If you've ever answered those quizzes on Facebook, you have given fraudsters a piece of your data that they put together with other information that you share across multiple platforms, including gathering relationship data when you like a post. And they do that in order to make the phishing email that you are going to get seem legitimate. 
They also take advantage of your team members when you go on vacation. So we have all heard about the shark lady. She shared that she was going on vacation and the fraudsters knew exactly when to strike. Now, luckily for her, her bank was able to recover the funds. She had a $400,000 loss and she was able to get that back. Unlike the last example that I had with One Treasure Island, where they could not get back their $625,000 that they lost. All right. So the second one was phishing slash social media threats. And so now we're going to move on to the last one. Number three, internal or occupational fraud. So it's not just external fraudsters. According to finances online, 95% of companies have problems with internal fraud with Uh, Check and payment tampering being one of the most uh, frequent ways that employees embezzle money. So who are these employees? So based on the fraud triangle from the uh, ACFE, the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, they really have uh, three things, right? They have one, opportunity, and that's access to systems and processes Uh, because they need them anyway to perform their job. But many could have been given extra access to deal with the abrupt move home in 2020, where some employees could not get up and running, and they may still have it. So that's one opportunity. The second is pressure. So they feel pressure. Um, The pandemic could have affected them. Go figure. Maybe they lost income in the household as their partner stayed home to deal with the stresses and requirements for virtual school. Um, That's a great example. Now, the third one is rationalization. So are they working harder than they used to? Are they covering from someone else that can't fully work from home? Or maybe they're covering for yet another employee that left the company during this great resignation. Now, I don't have a 2021 example for internal or occupational fraud because typically they take a little bit longer to be reported because they first have to be investigated. Um, But I do have an episode, uh, podcast episode 140 from June 17th of 2021. It's called Tales from a Dark Side, Five Cases of Recent Occupational Fraud and how to avoid. So check that out if you want uh, some examples, uh, five different examples. But one of the biggest ones um, that I actually don't talk about in that episode is one that they did a documentary on, and it's called All the Queen's Horses. For a while, it was on Netflix, but now it's on YouTube. And again, it's called All the Queen's Horses, and I'll put a link to it Um, in my or in the show notes so you can uh, link right to it. But for this one, this person was a finance director and for 20 years, she embezzled almost $20 million or was it 23 million? I don't know. It's still a lot. Um, And she worked for one of the uh, counties or, or towns or counties where that money could have gone for repairing their um, road and, and their infrastructure. But instead, 
she bought horses. So the it's called All the Queen Horses again, and make sure you check out the link. I think the uh, total running time is like an hour and 10 minutes, but it is a true documentary. And I think the city or the town or county is one from one of our, where one of our former presidents grew up. So check that out if you are interested. All right, so those were the top three fraud risks that accounts payable teams need to watch out for in 2022. And as I mentioned earlier, this was part of a full-on webinar of 60 Minutes that I did with a company called NS Knox, where I walk through these top three fraud risks or trends, and I then offered Uh, manual processes and controls that you can put into place immediately to avoid this fraud. And then NS Knox came on and demoed how automation with their bank account ownership platform or product could prevent fraud. All right. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 171st episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.